Three, three blank dots. dots. That's what's on the page right now. Three blank dots. dots. There's no way you don't three have anything. Oh, you don't have to ask I literally dots. just three blank dots. Is there dots nothing else dots. written there? I, no. Three blank dots. I mean, I think it'd be fun to talk about, um, like, what's our, I don't, did we talk about, like, remakes and our opinions on it? Has that happened yet? Ricky, Ricky remakes. Uh, no, but let's get into it. God damn it. No. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Chill Regular. My name is Jonesy, and with me today is Sean, Matt, and... Oh, no, no David. David. He died of COVID. No, <laughs> don't say that. I'm not. Yeah, not. don't Knock say on that. Man. If he died of anything, he died of David. I died. Oh, nice. No. Yeah, no. himself. Because he he, there's himself. so much of him, you can overdose. Oh, but that's like, so sweet. That's he won't true, talk though. you to death, though. Not. Yeah, no. Actually, he's really mild. He's, he's very, he's very like mild mannered person. Mild. Yeah, I like David. And I'm, I'm not going to say he's mild because I mean, like, I've seen his art. So <laughs> he's dark as hell. It's It's that iceberg syndrome. I still. I still uh, I listened to that episode we did um, where we talked about like or you mentioned that like somewhere he's got like bodies and he just stayed quiet. Yeah. Oh, we talked about murder. And I was just like, oh, that's 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 still believable. I mean, no offense, David, because I know you're going to hear this. Oh, 100 percent. It's believable. I was like sitting there. I was like, wait, he's quiet. (laughs) Is he thinking? Is he remembering? Like, what's (laughs) (laughs) Is he reminiscing? Right. I mean, art comes from life, right? Is it a. uh, art. What's the term? It's um, life imitates art. Yeah, life I imitates. sincerely hope he didn't shove fucking ten arrows into some dude's face. Well, oh my god, <laughs> me too. we don't. Well, know and what's up with that squirrel? Excuse me. Nothing. Did I? What? I, I don't. No, I don't necessarily. I don't need to know how the sausage is made here. Oh Jesus, <laughs> Gary, two for two. All right, dude. Last week you nailed it, and this week again, my God. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, well, man. gentlemen, I would like. To ask, how has the fucking week been so far? We're at hump day. It's a Wednesday right now. Oof. Wow, that Oof. was aggressive. Yeah. That's a heavy sigh. Just, it's been a lot of week. Already? It's been a lot of yeah. week. It's been two and a half days. Well, technically been, it's been days. Yeah. Two, three full days now. Three basically full days. Why, uh, why the heavy sigh, Sean? Get it, uh, off, just, get it you know, off your chest. I've got a million things on my mind, and uh-huh. I feel like I feel like I have to like hurry up and wait on certain things Bro. that I want to get done. Oh my god, that's the worst fucking thing is the hurry up and I'm, wait. I'm held up because I'm trying to build a, a gaming computer for my girlfriend and mm. I'm like kind of waiting on parts. It's the name of the game, man. And it's just like, oh god, I just give me the parts so I can start putting the thing together so I can get it there. Is it for Valentine's Day? Like if it doesn't No, 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 okay. no, no. She, I mean, she knows she knows she's getting one and stuff like that. I'm we're we're gonna have You're so romantic. We're gonna have matching computers. That is the cutest. But, hers, her, thing but her case heard. is gonna be white. And mine's nice. mine's black, so it's adorable. The yin to yo yang, boy. Yeah, yeah. Well, wait, which one's yin and which one's yang? I don't fucking know. Uh, okay. I think. Yeah, you better. Fucking no, know. oh my god. No, I'm not going to do this. You're uh, doing it. Yeah. You don't even know how dare you. I think I think yin is the white one and yang is the black one with the I mean, white. That, on. That's what I would. Yeah, I thought they were orcas for a long time, just snuggling each other. Orcas, snuggling orcas. <laughs> I thought they were snuggling orcas when I was a growing panda up. curled up in the fetal orcas. position. Is that what you thought Free Willy was? Like one of them trying to break free like, from the other? Exactly. I was like, oh man, look at them. They're so yin and yang. You're such a cute kid. I really was very sheltered. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm kind of in uh, Sean's boat as well. Like just waiting to hear back from, uh, you know, producers yeah. and. 
people reading, like that's always the worst part. Cause yeah. unfortunately, like when I'm in that state, I don't really write well because my anxiety just gets such a nasty grip on me because I don't have much control in my life. So if I, I need to like branch out and find other ways to get control. All right. Well, how do you do that? You don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> we will save that for another podcast. Boys Indeed. More the X-rated podcast, I guess. Yeah, I guess masturbating so. must be it. If you guys want to hear about Matt's, uh, <laughs> it's aggressive masturbating. Oh god! You sit there and like, stare at yourself wrong. in the mirror. It's so wrong. Like, uh, <laughs> like uh, was it Confessions of American Psycho, where he's oh, like Jesus. watching himself in the mirror flexing? Oh no, yeah. I'm not that bad. Uh, I usually look at myself in the mirror like you could do better. Like oh. that's. Oh. <laughs> never, wait, wait, when you're when you're just by yourself, like you you can you can pull better than this. Oh, absolutely. It's like you got a better grip than that. Wow. There's a friend of. Mine, she, uh, she's an interior designer, and in her home bathroom, she has one of those like ring lights. I don't care how trolly you look when you walk into that bathroom with that fucking ring light, you feel like a 10 out of 10. Really? It's the weirdest fucking ring lights thing. are amazing, dude. I'm telling you, the light that that thing gives you is phenomenal. So it's not like that terrible, like. You know, they turn the light on and all of a sudden oh. you can see every pore in your face. No, and you're like, dude. I'm disgusting. No, it has like this perfect like soft light. It puts like a nice ring around your um, your iris or whatever Ooh, in your yeah. eyes. It just, you look really good. Like I walked by it and I will stop and I'm back to and be like, hey, who's boy, that guy? Like, it's like, fine. did I just get sexier? What just you're happened? Like, you're like, and, then I t- and then I take a piss, <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, damn, I look really fucking good. I have I can't never said that about myself taking a piss. Usually I'm just like. This is happening. This is where we're at right now. <laughs> yeah. No, I, for whatever reason, that fucking ring like Every time I come out of that bathroom, I'm just like, there's a boost of confidence that comes oh, out of that man. bathroom. Good. No matter how big of a shit I leave in there. Are you going to leave it? You don't flush it? God, yeah. you fucking animal. It's on top of the toilet seat. Oh, you, even oh did you um, yeah, AC just, Slater it? Do yeah, you know what that is? Yeah, where they take Uh-oh. a shit in the... Uh, in the I top mean, where the water oh, is. Oh, the upper yeah. deck? And the, the, upper the upper decker. Yeah. They call it an AC Slater. No, I'm sorry. It's the called AC upper Slater. Deck. It's called an upper deck. The AC Slater is where you sit on the toilet backwards. You take a shit. Sorry, you put your arms up on the upper deck and you just... Because that's, that's all he awesome. did in Save by the Bell. He that just turned true. his tire around. That's funny. I, I mixed those up. Thanks you, Sean, for the uh, save. I'm, I'm here for you, buddy. Yeah. I appreciate you. With the assist. <laughs> yeah. Well, my week so far has not been too crazy. Um... Work has been fun. Uh, I'm looking forward to the weekend. It's Valentine's Day weekend. Oh, boy. Right? Uh, I don't know. Do you guys celebrate Valentine's Day with your ladies? Or are they just kind of first? (laughs) My favorite response. Sure. Sure. Well, no, of course. Yeah, do something, you know. I mean, yeah. I mean, we do something, but like Kelsey and I talked about it. It's not like it's a fucking made up holiday. It's made up for like St. Valentine like died in a bloody massacre. What's the story of St. Valentine? I I can't tell you off the top of my head. I'd have to. Fucking Christ, Matt. I did not do my research. You can't come at me like this. I'll come at you (laughs) whenever I want. (laughs) You can come at you a lot of ways. (laughs) Just not like that. And then I'll do Matrix away from all the splashes. Especially if there's a ring light in the room. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You both look good. True. Fucking <laughs> Gary just caught like a chicken looking up at the. Oh. I just got oh the scene of like God. a ring light in between you two, and he's trying to like shoot through the ring light onto your face, onto like face. a circus act. It's like Ew. a circus bukkake. Light it on oh fire! Oh my God! What's happening? Why light is it, it on, on fire? fire? Light the ring light, not your dick. And oh, then you no, but even oh, I thought you were talking about the jizz. I was like, <laughs> how is that on fire? Napalm. <laughs> Nad napalm. It's called nut palm. Nut palm. Oh. <laughs> Nad palms. Yes. I like that. Wow, we hit this point real quick. (laughs) uh, It is hump days, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm really glad you're listening. I see see what you did there. Good job. That was a good good, uh, transition. 
Well, so back to Valentine's Day. The wife and I, we used to do things. I used to care about it personally. I feel like I'm the woman of the relationship. We're just like, we should go do something romantic and you should do it for me. You know, (laughs) as I've gotten older, I started realizing that uh, I'm kind of a bitch in that regard. So I don't want to do that type of stuff anymore. Um, But we will. We're going to go hang out. We're heading down to San Diego. Meet up with some friends and uh, maybe catch a brewery or two. That's about it, man. That's that's all we're really going to do for Valentine's Day. It's not uh, bad. Nah, it's not too bad. I when you guys first started dating your chicks, though, cause this has been a long time for me. Like, did you guys do anything special on Valentine's Day? Like, try to make it a thing when you guys first started dating? Or was it really just setting the tone right away, you know? I think there's a kind of a problem because people put so much pressure on Valentine's Day. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want to say it's a generalized statement, but it's like, you know, they have to do certain things and, you know, be nice or like get presents. And it's like, here's, you can do that yeah. any day. You don't have to specify it for one day. Cause I feel like that kind of takes away from, you know, people trying to be romantic right. or do these things like, Oh no, I've got to save it for this day. No, you fuck. You yeah. can do whatever don't be, you want. Don't be a fucking douche. Yeah. And Kelsey doesn't even like chocolate. So she's like, fuck that whole part. Dude, you got off easy. Oh, fucking yes, I did. You got off fucking She doesn't even easy. like flowers because they die too quick. Dude, you know what? I've noticed that there's, uh, well, at least in the, the group of friends that I have, mm-hmm. the, the girls, they're not very into flowers. They have that same exact sentiment. Yeah. I wonder if it's like an age thing, though. Um, No, because I've dated girls who like enjoyed flowers still, and they yeah. thought it was cute. I just think it depends on the person, really. Yeah. You know? Quick little update. So uh, St. Valentine, yeah. he apparently somebody in Rome, some person higher up tried to do something and ban like marriages and weddings and things like that. So St. Valentine <clears throat> decided to go against the decree and he's like, I'm going to marry motherfuckers. So he started marrying motherfuckers. Good for him. Yeah. Until he got caught. And then oh, this no. dude, he was sentenced to be beaten to oh, death yes. and then beheaded. <gasps> On February 14th, on February 14th, this dude was beaten to death and then beheaded. So remember what you're celebrating, a savage beating and a beheading, <laughs> which is kind of like the perfect emasculation. It's, <laughs> oh, that is pretty I mean, fucking gnarly. Yeah, it's savage. I People mean, like, maybe once we hit the bedroom, yeah. You know. you, whoa. <laughs> Where's David? He needs to, yeah, he needs to hear this. We need to hear <laughs> it firsthand. Let me draw you like one of my creeper drawings. He's like, well, February 14th, 2016. I remember where I was. You know, David's like recounting the tale. David, we love you. That's pretty fucking gnarly. Oh, it was bad. Like, I remember, I knew, I didn't, I forgot how savage it was. I was like, this is not a good holiday to celebrate. This dude got fucked up. So how did it become an actual holiday from there, though? How, why why did we just say, well, we got to celebrate that dude with chocolates and flowers? Probably somebody in the marketing team at Hallmark. More uh, than likely. Doing some research went, well, this needs to be a thing. Yeah, I mean, you could make the basic assumption is like, oh, you know, this person did something nice for love. Let's take the day that he died and make it a celebration of his life or something like that. Yeah, like somebody got a promotion over that holiday. Yeah, and then <laughs> now everybody just gets fucking greeting cards and stupid chocolates, and they're like, oh, this guy died. I just nom, feel nom, like, nom, could nom. you imagine that fucking uh, ad room where they're like, look, we need a new uh, thing to make money this year. Yeah, yeah. This, uh, this quarter suffers. Week. Yeah, you guys got a week to come back to the company and give us something legit. Yeah, nobody cares. Nobody's buying cards for St. Patty's Day, so we're gonna so have to. We're gonna have to <laughs> figure out something. I mean, that's why it's a gem now at this point. But I remember I saw it in theaters, and it was relatively unknown at the time. But like Five Hundred Days of Summer, hilarious uh-huh. movie, and that's the guy. That's Justin Gordon Levitt's character's job is he writes like holiday cards and greeting cards for uh-huh. this company. And it's fucking hysterical. 
Like I, I can't imagine having that job though and trying it's to like think the worst. of worst. Yeah, it sounds terrible. You're just like faking emotion for everybody else. Yeah, that is true. Which thematically ties in kind of with the movie. To the but whole movie, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, I, just, I know. See that? I just love that the idea of this dude going into the office or girl, I don't know who you know. They had women there. Just like, you know what? Have you guys ever heard of Saint Valentine? Why does he say it like it's a <laughs> boogeyman? That's what I'm saying. You secret. Guys. The company's secret now. Because <laughs> you've heard of Saint Valentine. Oh my God. Who was massacred for shelving out love. We should make a holiday out of it. <laughs> and somebody, like a oh, hundred yeah. people in the room were like, brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Everybody was like, there's that moment of silence where money. like the, the chairman's sitting at the end of the table tapping. It's mm-hmm. like half the people in this room are either going to be fired or, or <laughs> getting a raise. Yeah. yeah. Yo, like, can we? And then it's just like, I love it. Do it. Yeah. And then it's like, <laughs> I would love to talk about, and I don't know if it's just been a steady decline or what, but like, you know, speaking of people making agreements in the room, what the fuck is up with these Super Bowl commercials? They have just been trash for the most part <laughs> for years. Yeah. You know, I did not watch any this year. I didn't even watch the Super Bowl. Yeah, I used nothing. to be a heavy Super Bowl watcher. Mainly, I go for the wings personally, but <laughs> the gambling. Um, yeah, this year I just said, you know what? I don't really care. I don't want to watch Tom Brady win another one. I didn't realize who was playing in the game, and someone yeah. was like Tampa Bay and um, Kansas City. I was like, oh, nice. You know who's like good, who's, good for who's on their team? And they're like, oh, Tom Brady. I was like, what the fuck happened? Yeah, <laughs> I missed the part. Uh, I did we just get Mandela affected? Would he was he always on Tampa Bay? Yeah, I was like, wait, <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute. And they're like, oh yeah, Gronkowski's out there too. I was like, did I just wake up from a fucking coma? What happened? Straight up. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I will say this. I I did follow football this year. I even, I mean, I joined a, a league just because I got a friend that was just like, yo, we need an extra 50 bucks to sweeten the pot. I'm like, whatever. Will you guys hang out with me if I do this? <laughs> like, That's not sad. Can basically. I be cool too? Yeah, can, I, can I hang out with you guys? Can, <laughs> can I come I into your cool clubhouse? <laughs> I didn't even get invited to one party, actually. If oh, you guys are sad. listening to this, you guys are jerks. Uh, regardless. <laughs> oh, my God. Bring some childhood trauma yeah, here. Straight up, man. Anyway, I didn't watch any football um, after like week four of the whole season. It's a 16 week season. And so um, I knew that Tom Brady left New England to go to Tampa Bay. And I knew Gronkowski came out of retirement. But then, eh, okay, cool. I mean, the only great thing that's come from this, besides the travel, and like I have questions, like there were maybe one or two like film TV commercials. Like I know uh-huh. uh, Winter Soldier and Captain Falcon. Or, or Do those look any good though? I looked fine. I don't know. I've been really enjoying WandaVision. So mm-hmm. I heard, so one my, it was great. One of my buddies is a huge Marvel fan. Like he was in the premiere of like Endgame, like losing his fucking shit. Uh-huh. When, Crying when everybody cried. Yeah, when Captain America grabs like Thor's hammer and it was like, uh-huh. oh, he was one of the people who was like, he is Iron Man. Well, no, he stood up and screamed. He's like, I fucking called it. He's like, yeah, I knew he it. Brought up, <laughs> he brought up the Ultron moment yeah. where he kind of lifts Thor's hammer and oh, Thor's yeah, like, excuse of me. Course, of course. And then he just stops. He's like, I fucking called But um, no, he texted me at like, Two in the I was asleep, but it was like two in the morning, and he had just found out like he was losing his job. He's fine though now; he's got another job lined up. But he had just found out he was losing his job, and he's fucking shit faced. And at two in the morning, he texts me. He's like, "WandaVision, this show makes me feel uncomfortable." <laughs> <laughs> I haven't started watching it just yet. I saw the trailer this last week. Sean, you were with like the upteenth person that has told me you should go watch this thing. I've actually been. I didn't say that. Well, you just said you've been it's a good show. You said to watch it. Is it good? I didn't recommend you watch it. Well, oh, okay. Well, now we're just getting attacked. Don't put words in my mouth. 
Uh oh. That said, you should totally go watch it. <laughs> I think you'd really enjoy it. So. I knew it was coming, bitch. Uh, though, two. Oh, God. There went my fucking brain. <laughs> nice, Christ, dude. Did you I actually see that? saw your brain die. It Literally. Was kind of cute. Yeah. Fur. I should have been on one of those things, like slowly watching people die. <laughs> Jesus oh. Christ. Can't fucking In talk to In real today. time. I'm sorry. Literally. Um, oh. So, I did not get to watch any Super Bowl commercials. So, none of them were any good. I mean, there's a couple. Um, and here's the problem. I can't even remember them off the top of my head now. Like, they're just, it's unfortunate because I can remember several when I was growing up and like seeing them. Actually, one that sticks out in my mind, probably just because I'm a cinephile like you are, which I fucking hate that term, but I don't know why I used it. Um, I remember I was the, it was a trailer for Blade 2. Uh, um. And, you know, that was the one Guillermo del Toro directed. And the TV spot was like, you know, they did Blade's thing, whatever. And then he's standing in the sewer when all the Reapers are coming around him. He's got his uh, light grenades. Like, you do not know who you are fucking with. And he yeah, throws it down. down. Yeah, that was like, but, you know, they said they're messing with in the right. commercial. But that's like one thing that vividly sticks out um, for commercials for me. And like, there's a ton of movies coming out. Like, there was no Mortal Kombat trailer, no Venom, Let There Be Carnage, no Whoa. Godzilla vs. Kong. None of these trailers. Like, these movies are coming out. Or at yeah. least Mortal Kombat is supposed to come out next month. They didn't have the money to put it on during the Super Bowl watch. So the Venom 2 thing's real? Oh, yeah. Let There Be Carnage? Nice. Yeah, Andy Serkis took over a directing role yes. with uh, Woody Harrelson playing, reprising his role as Carnage. We love nice. it. Oh, I think Woody Harrelson's going to fucking kill it as Carnage. Oh, my. I'm Woody so Harrelson is awesome. Yes. He's so good. He's so good. And I really actor. enjoyed the first Venom in general. Like, I thought it was fun. Yeah, like, you know, it's kind of all over the place. And um, the ending... The climactic battle, like you could not tell who was who in terms of the skin suit because it was like black against dark gray. It's like, what the fuck am I looking at? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Stuff. I feel like uh, Super Bowl commercials, I, they just start becoming more and more and more outlandish. Like they're just trying way too hard. Yeah, in I a lot that. of ways. Like you can see the amount of money that they're throwing in. Like it's like, as uh, as I've gotten older, I started watching the Super Bowl just for the commercials and yeah. watching the trajectory. I mean, because, you know, direct commercials and work for BuzzFeed and all that bullshit. So it's like it's fun to watch those things as a director. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I'm curious if it actually helps them make any money. I did know that they were doing some Dogecoin. 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 That's a real thing. Dogecoin. Oh, yeah, Dogecoin. <laughs> was it, wait, is it really based off the Doge meme? Like the dog? The yeah. dog, yeah. yeah. yeah really? Yeah. 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 So what is that that's even like, about? That's supposed to be like the next big thing. That's what all I keep hearing about all week. So it was AMC, it was GameStop, and now it's Dogecoin. Or Do- Doge, Doge. 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 Dogecoin. Like luge, but Doge. 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 Dogecoin. I actually, I remember one and only because everybody was making fun of it after the fact, it was this dude who, um, it was like oatmeal milk or it's like a vegetarian milk. And it was the CEO like sitting in a field singing about how his, his milk doesn't need cows. (laughs) Everybody started ripping on it. Like there is like two minutes later is someone coming. I was like, the CEO looks like somebody who drinks his own shit. Like, like, and I mean, there's a ton Let of the trolls them. come out. Yeah, and they're all hilarious. Were they? Welcome yeah. to the internet, motherfuckers. I would love to just hire some of those <laughs> trolls to write something, though. You right? Know what I mean, just oh my like, god, see what would come out. Well, you know, just that's do, how like, we get crowd. the Pepe memes. The Pepe. What's Pepe? I've never seen Pepe. Oh, if you guys. Sean's face right now just died a little bit. <laughs> it's a little bit of like disappointment like from a parental figure. It's like, no, really? <laughs> I don't oh, think man. I have. So Pepe, no, I can't. Mm. You're like, how? How, Gary? Maybe I where have seen I, Pepe. Do I, I, mean, I don't have the names. I don't know. Maybe it's, I have It's the little it. like green frog cartoon guy that 
his face been, is all like this yeah. guy. This guy. Oh, you I know, have he always has the face guy. like he's usually have, sad. Yeah. He's like, Ooh. Yeah, that's that's uh <laughs> that's what comes out of that's what comes out of the uh the troll community. Internet troll community. Nice. They pretty much made this whole like movement which is what Pepe, they do the frog uh-huh. in order to troll like the liberal left and they ate it up they like just, completely they they accused that cartoon character of being all kinds of things a nazi <laughs> uh like <laughs> it's happening i can't even go into the the antics and shenanigans that were like this is and it's all pure trolling and all these people don't understand that See, you can so, tell the generation that grew up with Animaniacs because they're making shit like this. It's very subversive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody else yeah. is like taking an offense. Like, how dare you? I feel like I want to rewatch that cartoon. Oh, they're, they were great because they made fun of the genre they're in. Like, that was yeah. their thing. I mean, they made fun a, of everything. Everything. Like, there's a great one where, I mean, they, they were made, South Park before South Park. Yeah, was South they Park. actually really, really kind of were. Yeah. You know, it was on the G-rated level. They made they made fun of um, Orson Welles because apparently he had a fucking flip All the time. Out over like, well, because Brain is the representation of Orson of Welles quite yeah. a bit. And it makes sense with his voice now. That's awesome. But uh, apparently he never put those two together. He apparently had a freak out over like peas being sold during like a specific time of year. Like it's on record. Like you can hear Orson Welles. Yeah. Like flipping out. Like who would want to fucking do that? Who would want to buy them during this time? And then the original thing, um, Orson Welles like, if people want to buy that, I'll go down on you. It's because he was interviewing a girl or being interviewed by a woman in the cartoon. uh, Brain's like, if people buy this, I'll get you cheese. (laughs) 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 To like neuter it for the crowd, but it's hysterical. They're very smart people. So uh, has there been like um, another pinky in the brain cartoon or thing after that that was just as good or kind of did the same thing outside of South Park, I would assume? I mean, I don't think so in my opinion like because it was were, made by warner brothers making fun of itself yeah well, I mean, steven spielberg family guy does a lot of that american dad they yeah, they do a lot of situation. political satire and yeah. tongue-in-cheek type of uh making fun of effing everything nothing's safe right. yeah nothing's uh sacred. rick and morty oh yeah that, that dude i, I love how we start so out well. like oh yeah there's not that much and then sean just comes in and beats He's the door like, down yeah, with knowledge you guys <laughs> let me oh, let me show you my cartoon prowess you know. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, cartoons I've are been, fantastic. I've been an internet yeah. troll for a long time, so. <laughs> I respect the honesty. Yeah, I, I respect person. Yeah. Dude, oh, okay, this is kind of a tangential, because I'm not sure what we have on the, the docket for today. Um, right I'm, now, the docket's making itself, so have at it, boy. My three man. Three green dots. Or three, 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 little, three dots. little dots. Um, <laughs> one of my good buddies out in New York, well, I even say good buddy, he's a writing buddy. He's a great idea for a script, and it involves, like, basically this girl um, her online troll persona because she's very shell like she's very awkward and internal in her real life. So she has this other persona where she has online, and like lightning strikes something, and basically this persona becomes a person, almost like a weird freaky. Love it. Yes, and it starts like fucking with her life because it has no idea what's going on. It's like what what's happening? I'm just gonna talk shit to everybody because it's all I've ever known. That's awesome. And it's but this, it's really who she really is. Yeah, and it's I this great that. comparison. Like he he wrote these great characters go along with it, and he's not sending it out. It makes me sad. Oh my god. Really? Uh, yeah, like he just doesn't. Let's he's like, do this. Well, he Let's wrote make it. this movie. Dude, I'll direct the fuck out of a movie. Fucking like a, dude. No, it's a TV series. Like, oh, even better. <clears throat> yeah, because oh my I'm, god, and it's great. I was laughing my ass off reading it. Like, this is great stuff. And he's just like, no, nah, you know, I wrote it. It was good practice. Moving on. We'll take it. What the fuck, dude? dude? No, break it, it down. We'll make a mini series <laughs> out of it, and we'll fucking put Pitch it up it online. Netflix. Yeah, it's right. just yeah, it's just crazy. Where like you know the where you know you create something that's great. 
and then you just kind of move on. It's a weird thing. I don't know. I think Sean, I don't know if you've had that or Gary, if you've had that where you know something, people tell you it's great and you're just like, eh, well, you know, I wrote it and I'm done. Yeah, I think I've only, I've done that once, but I don't, I didn't believe that what they told me was that good for myself, if that makes yeah. sense, right? Like I wrote a um, web series for full screen called Time Out. And uh, it was basically, it was a dumb idea actually in the sense of like how it came to fruition. Right. It was uh, a friend of mine, a great friend of mine actually. Uh, I've known him since we were like ninth grade and uh, we're adults now. We're adults now. now. Everyone who has to throw that out, I always feel like he's never an adult. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Deep down, I'm really, really, really not. Um, Anyway, he's like, hey, you know, come uh, watch me play. adult league basketball and we'll go grab drinks afterwards i'm like motherfucker total adult move yeah dude i'm like motherfucker i ain't coming out to go watch you play no adult league basketball and your goddamn girlfriend you know he's just like just come on dude there's a good bar around the corner just show up so i'm like all right fine whatever so i show up me and my wife we get there and uh frankie if you're hearing this uh it's true you guys are horrible Oh, just the unbridled, yeah. like, rip uh, into. just on. watching everybody. I mean, Frankie's actually pretty good, but he was with a bunch of other people that would just didn't know how to play very well. And so he was doing everything pra- practically. Right. Anyway, uh, the most fun for me, though, watching was everybody bitching at each other and none of it was about basketball. Oh, my God. That's like, none of it was about fucking basketball. And Miros is known for that shit. Right. And I thought that shit was the funniest part. So it absolutely is. I created a, a, a five. Um, episode mini series where these dudes basically the whole show just takes place with these basketball dudes <laughs> bitching at each other during a timeout. Oh, that's awesome. You know, and um, it was fun. I, I had a good time. I, I worked with some really good actors. It was put together pretty well. Um, and uh, it just, it was fun, but it was a big education in like comedy writing. Because it was mm-hmm. like joke, 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 and that's all it was. Yeah. And I realized that like everybody's like, oh man, it's so funny. It's probably it's that's awesome. We need to make more of these. You know, blah blah blah. And I just was like, eh, I'm one season and done for me, man. Yeah, because you I'm do just not like, like yourself for some reason. I don't understand. <laughs> it's not so much that I don't like myself. It was just like looking at that work. It's just like okay, cool. I got that out of me. Right. Moving on to something else. I mean, would you ever revisit it and like? I don't Poss- think no, no, okay. no. Even if somebody called me up and said like, "Hey, we really love this show. We want to bring it to a major network," I would literally be like, "You guys can buy the idea and go do whatever the hell you want with it. Yeah. I don't. I'm done with yeah. that whole side. You know what I'm saying? No, for sure. I get that. Um, but I think to to your friend's point, um, you know, I made it and put it out and you know did its thing. I actually got a pretty funny Bitcoin story about that whole film. Oh, Jesus it's Christ, crazy! Is by it the Dogecoin way. actually? <laughs> no, no, no. This was actually legitimate Bitcoin before yeah. it went up to like 10k. Right. So a little quick aside, I ended up (laughs) (laughs) I ended up um, putting the show after it was all done doing its thing um, just on on YouTube. And people liked it. You know, I didn't get millions of views or anything like that, but it got a decent amount of views. Um, Anyway, a company calls me up. They were called Pop Chest. That then. sounds like a porn company. It really does, right? <laughs> it really, really does. This guy messaged me. He's like, hey, I saw your show online. We, we really like it. We'd love to bring your show over to Pop Chest. I'm like, it's not porn. I hope you know. <laughs> nah, did you really? <laughs> no, no, oh, no. Damn it. I would have been so yeah. happy. Um, basically, what they were was that it was basically like little Nickelodeon. So you, what you okay. would do is you would go to the website. You would pay, I don't know, five, ten bucks, and they would give you 
like their coin currency. Interesting. And then based off of that, you'd go on the website and if you wanted to see something, you'd you'd basically use a credit. Oh, use it's a credit, like a, use a, it's credit. Like a fucking like a porn theater. Yeah, it's like an arcade. This is basically all it was. And they were all just, <laughs> they were... <laughs> You <laughs> okay, like just slipped that in there. Exactly, Here's the thing: yeah, he totally. went straight up down the right alley. I was over here like, "Oh, childlike behavior." Yeah, and he's just like, "Oh, it's like porn. a porn <laughs> app. Wait, quarters yeah. of the thing." Wait, that's not uh, childlike behavior. Ooh, uh, I mean, bro, what was your childhood like? Uh, questions. It was fine, mom uh-huh. and dad. <laughs> We're all like daggers at you. Like, that was uh, anyway, so basically, but the coin that they were using was Bitcoin. Yeah. And this was before Bitcoin was even a fucking thing. And so I was like, all right, cool. Here's all my fo- here. Here's all my footage. Here's everything that <laughs> you need. And I didn't see or hear anything back for like, I don't know, six months, eight months, something like that. Mm-hmm. I get an email and it says, you have a Coinbase wallet. I'm like, what the fuck is Coinbase? And then I log in to the Coinbase and in there it says you have one point something percent of a Bitcoin. I'm like, what the fuck is a Bitcoin? I don't want that. Look up that fucking thing. Motherfucker was worth 11 grand for one Bitcoin. Wait, so what happened? So basically what I did is I sold that. (laughs) I learned really quick about Bitcoin, sold it and paid, you know, paid out the rest of the people that were part of the show and yeah. recouped whatever thing I put into it or whatever and uh, didn't th- didn't think twice about it. You know how much Bitcoin's worth right now? No, I don't like care. Thirty grand, like thirty six thousand dollars. Cool for one yeah. fucking Bitcoin. Yeah, crazy. But at the end of the day, I was like, that's kind of interesting. So that's that's yeah. how I kind of learned about Bitcoin from that, and it was a good experience all the way through. Yeah. But after all that, I just you know what? Moving on. Next thing. Yeah. Next thing and done. I get that. Sean, what about you, brother? You done anything? You were like, ah, I'm done with this, but this was nice. Uh, music, mostly. Uh, what I've, the fuck I've is had... happening? What do you mean music? How did I know you were fucking P. Diddy over here? What's happening? He's uh, actually a beautiful ukulelist. Ukulelist? <laughs> is that a, is that a word? Is that a I'm going to go. No, let's go with <laughs> it. That's a word. He plays um, ukulele wonderfully? <laughs> wait, do you play ukulele? Yeah. He plays really well. I have, well, I have one in my car. Here's the thing. That's Carry it with of, me everywhere I go. That's the kind of sentence that like 99% of people would be like, nah, it's bullshit. No one just carries a ukulele with them. Like, I'm not challenging you. Know, I believe you have it well. 100%. Like, take a, you need me to whip it out? When we take a break, <laughs> so go grab it. No, but... Um, that's what he calls his dick. Yeah, I, I, have, a, I have a handful of uh, covers. I have a handful of songs that I've written. Um, I've basically been surrounded by music my whole life. And uh, Ula Girl's my favorite. Thank you. Uh, I think that... Um, I've had a few opportunities in life to succeed with it. And mm-hmm. I just kind of, as soon as I get close to the sun on that, I just kind of went, mm. not for me. It's, it's a lot. Like yeah. I don't, I don't play well I with, I don't play out. well with others when it comes to my music. Ah. And, ah. um, and so there's that problem. Uh, I was in a band for a long time, uh, back, uh, just after high school and we played the same circuits as like Avenged Sevenfold and nice. a bunch of other bands before they were famous. That's rad. Like we played the same dive bars as, as that fuckwad. Um, <laughs> I'm, I am known for not being a fan of his, uh, the lead, the, the front man for, I can't remember his fucking name, but whatever. Know. The guy's a piece of shit. I hope he dies right. in the fire. There it is. He sounds like um, me tonight. No, I mean, ask any of his, <laughs> band, and, and you know what? Ask any of his bandmates. They'll say the same thing. He's a fucking piece of shit. I mean, I don't doubt it. I mean, that was like you brought up Chevelle one stole. time, and I was like, "Dude, I've heard Chevelle is just a bunch of assholes." <laughs> the guy, the guy stole music, uh, stole some of my music, uh, stole oh, music wow. from basically everywhere he could. 
Jesus. Um, and um, well, you know the yeah. mark of a great artist, though, right? Yeah, flattery. And hide your hide your references. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. Hide your references. That's a mark of a great yeah. artist. He did not have a bibliography. That said, it's um, a whole book. I just uh, I don't know. I. I guess it wasn't as interesting as it should have been to me at the time. Yeah. Because we probably, I probably wouldn't know anybody here in this room. I'd probably be off touring somewhere. Oh, oh bullshit. You know both of us. We're fucking rock stars. How dare Actually, you? Actually, yeah, I would still know you guys. Goddamn right. So well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, no, because, because the way we're linked together. Yeah, no, it would yeah. still work. Yeah. Yep. See, yeah. I'm glad we figured that shit out. You're yeah. welcome, by the way. I don't both know that I would know. We would know Sean in his fictitious fantasy world. Of you guys would know me. Star. Oh, yeah, I'd be the dude who'd be like that asshole who just gets drunk off all of your money. Like, hey, guys, when's your next show? I'm, I need rent. We'd actually get listeners to this podcast is what ended up happening. Right. Oh, my God. So, uh, so yeah, no, so I, I still, no, basically, so what happened was uh, that band fell apart because the guitar player was basically done with my bullshit. Wait, what was uh, your band name? It was called Condition Black. Oh, not bad. I like that. And uh, we were, uh, of course you would. We were uh, like a sort of like a, I want to say like a, uh, like a skater punk punk alternative kind of band. Yeah, and uh, we played we played the local circuit a lot. Um, we got a review in Scratch Magazine where we got better reviews than the highlight than the headlining band that nice. night. Nice, all stuff right. Like that and, and then you fucking we quit. Had a few a few a few accolades here and there, but that was about it. It didn't go anywhere because the guitar player quit and uh, the drummer and I couldn't really find anyone to replace him. And we out. Just kind of fell apart. Uh, drummer went on to go become a photographer for a lot of uh, famous bands. Uh, Interesting. Hangs out with the guys from Blink One Eighty Two a lot, and uh, mm-hmm. bunch a of nice other transition. bunch of other like you know alternative bands and stuff. And I'm always seeing interesting photos on her Facebook of her hanging out with famous people. And oh, your drummer was a chick. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I feel like that pretty was pretty rad. pioneering at the time. Like I think now some of the bands are you know they have female drummers, but that's still pretty rare, isn't it? Yeah. It was funny as too. She was like super quiet. In high school, like really, like super, super shy, and her parents were really, really, really outgoing, like, like absolute cartoon characters. And then, like after high school, she kind of just bloomed into that herself, and like just became really seriously outgoing. And that's good for her because she's a really rad person. Nice. Um, the guitar player went on to go become a Green Beret. Holy yeah. shit! What do a whole bunch of other well, like play music? I'm gonna kill su- people. Not fucking super high speed underwater basket weaving stuff. Um, he's like a like a combat medic, green beret kind of guy. Wow. I don't know what his official title is, but no, he's he's doing good and I play guitar. And uh, I, sit in garage, I, 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 <laughs> I sit in a garage. I sit in a garage recording a podcast. You're uh, fucking welcome, dude. And uh, you know I'm, I'm all right. He's like, I'm making a tabletop game, and I'm a troll online, and I do a podcast. <laughs> I mean, you're yeah. basically the trifecta. Of oh, no, totally. Yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> so yeah. But between that and then, you know, kind of getting into playing the uke and some other stuff, just singing. Can we make that a part of the lexicon and normal fucking, you know, talking? Can you, I play the uke. Like, that just sounds great. The uke, not the ukulele. I, I, I say the uke. Yeah, it's just what I no, call it. The but uke. It, no, I understood what you said, but it just sounds so fucking cool. Instead of saying ukulele, it's like, yeah, I play the uke, yo. What's up? The uke, yo. I mean, you say Dropping that uke. You, you, you did it say with a little swagger. I'm not I'm about um, to slap that with that well, uke, just, you son. That's just because I got swagger with it. You know? I'm, I got a uke all over your face. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to put that one in the lexicon. Oh, up in your business. <laughs> right. You know, Sean plays so well that somebody just has a full face orgasm. There you go. There it is. I've seen man. it happen. 
<laughs> Here's the thing, no one else could real 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 talk, actually. I uh I used to be a uh like a bedroom DJ is what they would call it. Where the fuck did you just say? Basically, I w- well, I was a DJ where I would mix electronic music and stuff right. like that. But the, my question I did is it for bedroom? I did it for parties, but I would also do it at home <laughs> online. Oh, okay. And right. I... <laughs> different um, thing entirely. My brain was going in a lot of different directions. Right. So <clears throat> I would do it... I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Second Life, but it's a very strange place uh, on the internet. And uh, people basically... It's a socializing simulator that's... It's a very weird place. Oh, boy. I mean, socializing simulator right there, <laughs> and then you know it's well, going to be look, a little different. It doesn't really, there's no rule. There's, it's not a game. It's just a virtual world that was created as like a, some kind of a science experiment and marketing tool by Linden Labs, and then people started using it, and it's like completely open source, so people can create content, and like 99% of everything in the game is user-created, and people will have virtual property there and host like get togethers where you get your little avatar and hang out and stuff like that. It's kind of the Harvard experiment. Well, it's kind of like the way like (laughs) the Roblox was doing those concerts and stuff that David was working on. Oh, nice, nice, nice. So it's, but second life has been doing that for like more than a decade already there. Everybody else is just catching up to this shit. Um, we've had famous people come into there and, and do stuff too. So, um, but, uh, I, uh, was playing music at a place uh, that was a sex club. Yes, you were, sir. And so all these My people, man. all these people basically hang out with their little, you know, Barbie doll avatars and, you know, they'll key up their microphones and play with themselves or whatever. And I'm sorry, do, wait, do happening? kinky stuff in, uh, in, in the club world. or like yeah. in reality, they're yeah, yeah. still playing with themselves. Yes. So it's a mixture of both. Like yes. they're to get yeah, their kink on in this like, Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my so, brain can't handle it. Really can't. Like the levels of all of this too. Like how I'm immersive like, and interactive was this? Like ten years ago. Like, wait, what? Like, well, it's, it's where it's where Mel and I met. <laughs> I love the collective silence. We're like, yeah. wait, what? We're all just like, no, hey, squeeze sorry. me. Anyway, so <laughs> there's no. So I mean, apparently, apparently, I was no, so I good. I was so good at my craft. And these are a lot of people who are like, oh, I'm not really into electronic music. And I would always find that like a challenge, right? Like I'm going to, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to play something for you that you're going to like, trust Ooh. me. Mm-hmm. And I would almost every time play something that somebody would like. That's cool. And, but apparently uh, at this show, I had done such a good job that many people broke out in sexual activities because the music was getting them Randy? hot and heavy. Randy. Randy, baby. Do I make you horny, baby? Yeah. Yeah. And ever since then, whenever those people see me, they they send like, oh, hey. Did they <laughs> give you your name or did you make your name, your your avatar name? Like what? Like my, my screen name that I use for gaming and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Now, that comes from another place. but okay. uh, What was your DJ name? Uh, Von Deck. I, I, I used I used that pretty much ever since like. That that came along from uh, MMOs, like gaming on uh, like World of Warcraft and stuff like that. Gotcha, gotcha, um, gotcha. I had a I had a character named Mordruk, which was actually meant to be a dig on a buddy's character that he made for a story that he wrote. That we uh, were, <laughs> it was damn, uh, it you're was savage. All right, is <laughs> his, the name was like Mordrick, like like but like Mordigan. more Drake. Oh, I thought know? it was more Dick. I thought. <laughs> And uh, no, so, so I just dropped the, a, I just replaced the A with a U. So it was like more drunk. Like it was like, just like the retarded version of it, uh-huh. you know? And you uh, oh, sorry. The, 
the can't differently abled version. Thank you. you can't say the we'll have R to bleep word. that out or something. <laughs> Cancel me. Um, and then um, if you don't like what I've said, comment below. Thumbs down, please. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so the only one we like. Yeah. Uh, thumbs down or thumbs way up, if you know what I'm saying. Um, so nobody could say that name. Right. So they'd see the name and we'd all be on like VoIP programs to like coordinate groups and stuff like that. And people would always call me like more duck or more ducks or duck or whatever. And it, it wasn't like the same group. It was separate groups, people who had no interaction with one another all eventually just started calling me duck. Nice. There you go. And so it just kind of That's took stuck. off. So duck, duck man, ducky, duckster, darkwing duck, darkwing duck. Oh, fucking! I would love that nickname. So, and then I ended up creating a this like persona in my head of like a mad scientist named Doctor Von Duck. Oh my god! And that was kind of what I ran with. And you always, I mean, we obviously know yours, Matt. Flower, flower. Yeah, right. My, uh, you can't give yourself a nickname. No, it has to come from external source. Has to come from somebody else. And I've. I definitely wouldn't have chosen Duck, but I have right. embraced it. Right? I am I've the Mad had Mallard. I've one nickname Mallard. Uh, growing up that... Uh, Tintin? No. Do you know what that is on a side note? Uh-uh. Apparently it's like a Mexican folklore, like a ghost demon thing. Nice. Anyways, please continue. Those chupacabras? That was. chupacabra. <laughs> uh, no, I got it when I was in like mm, fifth, sixth grade. And uh, I was playing flag football, and the football coach just kept calling me Whopper. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's not even a good one to own. Like, I respect you for owning it, but shit. Ah, uh, well, and he was, uh, it, it caught on. So for a long time, I was just Whopper and my brother. No, no. Whopper, Whopper Jr. Jr. Nice. Yeah. That's savage. Yeah, where's Whopper and Whopper Jr.? Like, literally, that's all All we were called growing up. Here's, the, here's my problem, is that, like, I wish I would bring a fucking pen and paper like you do because like Sean was talking and I was like, oh, I want to bring that back up. I fucking lost it like it's five gone. minutes ago. I, music. I, I tried it. Hold on. I can recall this shit. You want to you do that total recall? We got music. We got uh, porn video games. No. Nope. Uh, we, we got nicknames. We got nope. uh, yeah, I'm the not uke. Gonna was uh, it about the sexy time that was happening because of the music he was playing? No, it wasn't that. Fuck. Like, I can't remember it. And this fucking part sucks um because i welcome hate everybody to old age like because we talked about this before <laughs> in one of the earlier podcasts when you're like driving and then all of a sudden you're like wait i don't remember the last like 30 seconds how did i get here how did i get here yeah, yeah. senility one, before 40 right one of my buddies i text him about that and he listened to the podcast and he's like dude i've woken up at home and been like wait how did i get here <laughs> <laughs> I'm like oh my god dude no yeah, I've had a don't do that of, uh, a couple weekends of that the last uh, <sighs> month or so and that'll, yeah. that'll that'll happen yeah. you know tis the quarantine but uh to the answer band the, trying to think of what else we t- oh we it'll come about. to me don't worry it will touch middle me of the soul. next topic is right what it'll happen so yeah so anyways so my music is what was the thing that i kind of like people were like you should really keep doing this and i was just like nah. a lot of people told me i needed to record a lot of music and i mean maybe i will but yeah it I'm, I'm not going to pursue it yeah, you know, not as yeah. a, not as like a yeah. If somebody finds it, forty. Somebody finds it, and I go viral as the the big guy playing the ukulele. Another big guy playing a ukulele, then you know whatever. But nail it. I know it's pretty you know, uh, fucking corner that market. Oh my god! If you, uh, like if you looked at guys like us, then they were just like, I bet you play the uke, don't yeah. you? And they're like, <laughs> Dude. yes. Every yes, time, <laughs> so the, the thing. There's two things that piss me off about uh, playing the ukulele and people finding out is they will always ask you if you can play two songs. Oh, 
You ready? Somewhere over the rainbow. That's one of them. Yeah. And what's the other one? You're not even. Well, you you play it. You play it. Yeah. But I don't know what the other one is. Is it the Jason Mraz? Boston or something? Is that part? Is it of Jason Mraz? Tiptoe through the tulips. Ew! Fuck off. What? Yeah. That's the most Every creepy fucking song I've ever single heard. Single mother. Fucking time. I've only. Really? Nobody's ever asked me for that. I song. broke down. I learned how to play somewhere of the rainbow, but I refuse to do. Yeah, because if you do that, here's the thing. So, like, my first, I'm going to go back to, like, one story. Because, I mean, clearly I said that topic because I want to talk about something I'm doing through. But, no, the (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) The only time, the first time I ever heard that fucking song, the tiptoe through the tulips and Uh haunt my dreams, uh, was the LSD. um, Insidious. Because when they move into the second house, oh. I think it's the second house. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, She's yeah, playing yeah. the record. <laughs> yeah. And that's when you see the kid who's like from the 50s or whatever, and he runs through the room. And it's like, tip, uh, oh, fuck that. Like, it's crazy. I, I I think it's a great movie. On a side note, I think James Wan disagree with it and all those other fun things. I think the Conjuring universe is kind of getting shitty. Um, but <laughs> but anyways, no, my to my thing... Um, I actually had some of the script that got onto the nickel that got me some attention and things like that. <clears throat> Everyone who's ever read it, they're like, this is really good. You know, this is horrifying imagery, things like that. And the problem is like in my brain, I'm just like, is it too far gone? Like I've evolved as a writer and it's very, right. it's a strange feeling to think that you've evolved beyond something that you can't even reapproach it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, I I love the story of Elian Moore. I love that lighthouse setting, the isolation. You know, not in the fucking weird trippy sense they did with uh, Willem Dafoe and right. Robert Pattinson. You know that whole like, this was <clears throat> mine went more of the uh, cosmic horror, uh-huh. a la like H.P. Lovecraft things like that. And I just love the exploration of guilt and what it does to people and things like that. But you know, it's it's a weird thing to step away from something and then come back to it and think like, okay is this still me? Like it's a, it's a weird thing. Like I yeah. love the story mm. I want to send out, but I'm also worried like it's not good anymore. Like, I don't know. It's weird. It's relative though. I think. Right. Right. Cause I, th- at the end of the day for you, I guess if as a writer, it's very different, right? Because like what your hope is, is selling. Absolutely. Like right. to sell it. And you know, I think, uh, that's like the monetary terms. Like, obviously I would love for it to be up there to, you know, bring up discussions and things like that. Right. Obviously I want to make a fucking living. Don't get me wrong. Give yeah. me money so I can fucking live. Yeah. You hoes. Yeah. yeah. Go through option. Hopefully. Pay fucking, me motherfucker. You know. Pay me motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but my point though is like for you, what, what does it hurt? It's created and put it up there. Some, if somebody finds it great and if nobody finds it great, it's moving on. You know right. what I mean? It's done. And I think I, I, I have a personal attachment to it because I have a lot of guilt in my life um, in terms of like not Christian guilt, not like that thing. Like, oh, if I, I can't have a sugar cookie because Satan, <laughs> like that kind of bullshit. Like, oh, I can't do that. Yeah. Christian guilt's a thing. I actually enjoyed Christian, Christian guilt anxiety. That's why I jerked off a lot growing up. Oh, Just see, like, you do it for you. Spitefully. <laughs> like, like, Jesus, that. you looking, God? You looking? Smile. I bet you are. Yeah. <laughs> and we laugh. No one in our audience, because anyone who's Christian uh, yeah. didn't care about this podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Um, but I, you know, I, I think the exploration of guilt and things like that is always very interesting because it manifests very differently in people. Sure. Um, and I just, I just love the creepy imagery, just the ideas behind it. Um, yeah. So I mean, I would like to visit one day. It's just one of those things. Like I don't know. It's like very like weird. visiting it. How though? Like re, like a rewrite or just yeah, pushing it out? A rewrite to an extent. You know, uh, a different, a different sh- not structure, but like, uh, did I send it to you? 
No, I'm no, gonna no, send it to you. Please do. You know, I'm gonna send it to Sean. Don't, to don't worry about. I would say don't worry about rewriting at yeah. this point. Just send it out, and okay. if anybody are, is that interested in it, yeah, they'll they'll give you notes or what have you, or maybe it's just off. You know what I mean? Yeah. How do don't you, worry about it. How do you guys feel about that? Like. You know, last week, Sean, you or two, two weeks ago, yeah, fucking times of construct. Was last week, yeah, like you know, sharing things. Like, how do you guys feel about sharing your material? Like, what do you have hangups? Are you like, do you think it's part of the process and needs to be done, or like you have to have That's it hundred percent ready to go out the fucking gate? I feel all of the everybody, things you just said. Yeah, everybody, I think everybody works. <laughs> everybody works kind of differently, though, right? Right. I know how I work. Um, I tend to like to go a little bit. Mm-hmm. Get feedback. Go a little bit further. Get some feedback. Interesting. Go a little okay. bit further. Get some feedback. Um, specifically because, uh, you know, you got to get it. For us as writers, you got to get enough pages in to kind of get an idea of the world or what's going on. Like, I, to get, like, a first act done. I just put it out because if your first act's not working right out of the gate, if you didn't set things up and start peaking curiosity. Right. Eh, you, you didn't grab them long, you know, hard enough. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that grab needs to go long and hard. <laughs> long and hard. Yeah. You <laughs> got to go motto. back, right? <laughs> right? Well, he's thick. He's grabbing thick and hard. That's yeah, what he is. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. He's the tuna can, <laughs> the new tuna can. The My tuna man. Can. Um, but you get what I'm saying? No, like, for me, it's a nice way, like, like you'll be getting pages from me soon that are not a full script, but yeah. you know where I'm headed. For sure. And so feedback at the beginning is going to be great because if you get the first act done, you're just basically articulating the rest of it throughout the second act and so forth. And so mm-hmm. for me, I like that type of feedback personally. Yeah. Well, Sean, what about you? I mean, I know you guys were talking about it. I really wasn't paying attention because I'm a bad friend in that regard, you know, whatever. But like, I, like how, what's your writing process for your tabletop? Like, what do you go through? Well, I mean, it's it it's a lot of the same stuff, you know, because, yeah, I'm writing for tabletop games, you know, trying to create like a structured adventure that will eventually hopefully get published and released. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that it still stems from a place of like story writing, you know, in, in the traditional sense. So I go through the same process what I present to the table, what I bring to the table or what I plan on, you know, releasing to print are not necessarily the same animal because I'm writing for a world Mm -hmm. from beginning to end, like existence from beginning to end. And, uh, but you guys might only like, if you were to play in it, might only experience uh, some splinters of it, you know, just a few fragments of what I have written. Um, and like I said, I, I feel all the things that you mentioned. I, sometimes I'm like, you know, it has to be done all the way. Or sometimes I'm just like, just get it out. You know, it's like, it just depends on what I'm working on. My yeah. interest level at the time um, for the part that I'm doing. Um, I think that ultimately writing drives writing for me. So okay, I, I respect that <clears throat> doing it begets doing it more. Right. And then it's like any creative test. Right. Though. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, exactly. And you then to show up for the muse to show up and I'm not yeah. going to interrupt you again. I promise. Oh, that's okay. But one of my buddies, I love this dude to death. He's so he got high one time in college. Well, first off, I don't want to say one time this dude smoked all the time at my college house. But this had, one particular time, this one particular time we actually had like this, this bong that was called the mushroom hotel. I didn't really partake. <laughs> right. I didn't partake because of my asthma. Like I just was like, it's gonna fuck me. It, it's fucked me before. I, didn't I just do love it. that it's called the mushroom hotel. It was literally a mushroom, and it had four little like tubes with like the 
whatever it's called. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And you know, my friends, they'd wake up in the morning, they'd be like, all right, let's check in. <laughs> Which one, you know, they grab the Funny. mushroom hotel and they check in. But he, he, took a, he got high as balls. He went upstairs and wrote a 15 page rhyming story about Biggie and Tupac and how they were in gangster's paradise. It was insane. I've never, like to this day, I've was never. It good? Oh, it was great. Nice. Like it had this guy, it was about this rapper who died, quote unquote died, like his death was faked. And now he was going to go live with like Tupac and Big O as the people who were on an island that was like catered to them because they had reached such a level of infamy that if they continued, they wouldn't retain it anymore. It was nuts. I was like, what the fuck just happened? Here's his problem. He's one of those people who's like, no, I have to wait for inspiration to hit me. I'm like, I fucking hate you. You have brilliance in you, fucking tons of it, and you just sit around and wait for something to hit you. It'll never happen, dude. You have to write and get it out. Yeah. And, you know, that's one of those things where, like you said, it begets writing, begets writing. You have to just fucking carve away at it and get to it. And it's it's a hard process, I'm not going to lie. Like, I've been in a little bit around myself. Like, I haven't. I've been doing a lot of rewrites for the director in the UK and then, you know, the TV series. So I haven't really done any new writing and it's, it's frustrating. Like, how do you guys deal with writer's block? Ooh, lo-fi beats. Uh, what the fuck is that? Lo-fi beats. Lo-fi beats. No, straight up. I put on music and I just, I like open up a blank document and like the first two or three words that start like happening if I've got the right music on, dictate what the, an entire page. Nice. All right. And it just starts flowing. Yeah. And you've talked about um, the artist way. Is that right? Is that the name of the, the artist way? Yeah. Does that help with writer's block for you personally? Or like <sighs> if you get stuck in, like, are you fucking stuck? I, well, I, I like the process of writing. I don't mm-hmm. actually like writing. So uh, <laughs> that's what it is. I, that's not the first time Does I've not heard compute. that. No, that's not the first time I've heard that. There's been a lot of like professional writers. I think Sorkin was on me. He's like, yeah, I don't like writing because it'll take me like Just, a year to get yeah. the process done. He's like, there's a lot of laying yeah. on the couch. There's a lot of thinking. Yes. Like, yeah, there's a lot of self-deprecation that goes on. Oh my on. God. My thing with writing is this. I tend to write very much in my head um, every day. Uh, cause there's always the, the, there's a story that I'm working on and that mm-hmm. I'm consistently percolating on. Mm-hmm. I will, um, I have an app on my phone where I'm jotting down concepts and ideas through a notion app, uh, that I kind of designed a whole spread. Um, and so once I have a clear idea of what the film is, then I'll sit down and then I'll just write it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and then as I'm in that writing process, then I'll just share pages and stuff like that. So I don't necessarily get, I guess, quote unquote, writer's block. I just, I get to a place to where just I'm ready to write it. Yeah. That was just crazy for me. Like that you send pages out just because for me, like I'm very much in the mentality that if you stop writing or you go to, if you rewrite, you will never write anymore. Cause it's, you spend so much time rewriting and doing other things that you rarely get to the end. Like I'm one of those, it's like vomit draft, get it but out. How do you if, know that it's hitting well, you know what I mean? Without doing a live read. The other big thing for me, because uh, a lot of the stuff I write, I direct. Mm-hmm. So I need to hear words out loud. Right. right. So I tend to bring, you know, I'll send it to friends. Um, I've done it a couple of times, uh, but I haven't done it recently where I'll just bring in a bunch of my actor friends and be yeah. like, look at the script's probably okay, but the pizza's going to be really good. Nah. So like just I enjoy. love that comparison. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy <laughs> you know, the yeah. company and just give me some honest feedback. And then I just get to hear it. No, there's definitely some validity you know? to like hearing the words out loud. I know a lot of writers talk about like reading your own stuff out loud. Um, 
I, I mean, for me, my process, I sent it to a guy that I use quite frequently. His name's a screenplay mechanic. Great guy. Like he actually has a script that's being sent to Walt, Mark Wahlberg right now. He, I mean, I don't know how well known he is, but like, does he do, it, does, does he do stuff on uh, YouTube? I don't think he does. Uh, there's a, um, oh fuck. Is he a puppet? Is that what you're thinking of? No, uh, I don't think so. I, 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 the screenplay mechanic sounds crazy I familiar. Don't think he does anything on YouTube, but like he, he's fantastic. He's been around in the industry. He's like 40 something in real life, but he's like been in the industry for like 25 years, reading scripts for huge companies. So like, and he reads like, he makes like 50 grand a year from nice. this business alone, which means he reads like 5,000, he's 5,000 scripts a year. Which to me sounds like fucking torture. It's just the best way to learn, though. No, I'm sorry. 500 scripts a year. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I was about to say 5,000. Yeah. That's fucking absurd. Yeah, you said right. the number out loud. I was like, mm, it's like eyelids know. taped open. Right. So he reads like 500 scripts a year. Main but regardless, like, oh my God, you'd have to do all the fucking coke. Just <laughs> all of it. Focus. All of it. But like, I go to him for like notes and thoughts because I really trust him. Like, he's done really, he's helped me really evolve in terms of my writing and grow from that. Um, so, you know, I definitely send to people, but I like for me personally, you said it's subjective each person. I have to get it out on a page, whether it's good or bad, yeah. because if I stop and go back, I found it, I've, it's happened several times in my like writing career where I just never finish it. Like I'll make it to page like 70 and then I'll go back and look at something and I just never get back to finishing like, it. Womp, womp. Yeah. It's real sad. Like my boner goes, no. And like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> It is never uh, Matt's finishes. writing boner goes. I wish it was that powerful. That'd be pretty. <laughs> it's probably more like just. <laughs> yeah, it's like there's one. It's <laughs> oh, <laughs> like a balloon just kicking out its. Last you know what it there. is? It's the sad. It's the sad, sad sigh from, from um, um uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, I was saying this uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy was like, oh, like yeah. that's, that's, it's more of a sad noise instead of the yeah. happy sigh they have in that. But that's what that um, to me equates to. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think it's fascinating that we're all, you know, writers and, you know, Gary and I, you come at from a different perspective because you're a director. Yeah. And, you know, Sean, you come at it, like, I couldn't even imagine. I write to direct. Right. Like, you write really those scenes from a visual perspective. Well, and, yeah, because I, anything that I'm writing, I am in the notion that I'm going to go direct this particular piece. I'm not yeah. looking to sell anything. I'm not looking to do any of that stuff. I write it and. I will go produce it. Yeah, it's, it's it's nuts. Like that part is like to me, it's super impressive. Like I, you know, like we've talked about it before. I shit on movies way too much as a writer. <laughs> as a writer, like I shit on movies way too much because of you know, no one goes into a movie to be like we're gonna make a bad, a movie, bad movie unless it's right. like Sharknado and they're like we're gonna make the worst bad movie possible, but it's right. still like a good bad movie. Yeah. Oh, we know our lane, right? And but you know, like when movies come out, like I was just um, reading about the invasion. Mm-hmm. When Nicole Kidman and Daniel Craig. So this was the fourth iteration of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Uh, I believe it was like 1950 was the first one. 1970 was the other one with um, Donald Sutherland, which is a great one. There's another TV miniseries, a TV movie they did like four or five years prior to. And uh, the guy who directed it was a relatively new foreign director. And he was well known for what he did. But the writer kind of wrote something that didn't work. And then... The Wachowski siblings, I don't know what the fuck they are Sisters now. now. Oh my God. Like, stop. Just pick something for fuck's sakes. Let them choose whatever they want to do. Okay. Well, like, it was just weird. It was like one wanted to be a girl, and then the other one was like, eh, okay, I'll join. Like, just, just figure it out. Um, this is going to get bad. <laughs> I feel bad for saying that. I was like, I understand, like, transgender. It's a difficult transition. Like, I totally understand that. And 100%. That was me just being my normal fucking douchey self. Way to Shot. go. Yeah. <laughs> 
Thank you, Sean. For Why are you looking it? to me yeah, to be offended? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not looking for you to offend it. I'm looking I don't for think you. There's to... anything that can really offend you, Sean. No, it's not offensive. I just look for you two to kind of make me like, hey, shut the fuck up. I'm like, all right, yeah. Oh, I want to see how long this motherfucker oh, Jesus. But like, can he dig know, his own hole? Probably. Yes. Can he fill it? Fucking too. No, I'll fill it for me and myself. Yeah. But, you know, they made this movie and then the studio invested like $10 million additionally to film what the Wachowskis came on and wrote for it. And the movie tanked horribly. It was awful. Like, it's not a bad movie in that sense, but like they didn't really say anything new about Invasion of the Body Snatchers and they didn't really do anything cute. And they gave it like a really happy ending. That story was never That's- about a happy ending. Like they made it like everyone was okay. Yeah. And it it, like every ending that was like horrible and horrifying was true because, you know, it reflected a certain time period. (laughs) And, um, I'm not gonna lie. I forgot why I fucking brought up that movie. I mean, I'm waiting. I mean, it was probably, the, it was probably, <laughs> fuck you. It was probably the writing process. Like, you know, oh, no one right. wants to make a bad movie. None of them did, but right. it just turned out that way. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate because there's a lot, like you've told me before, a lot goes into it, whether it's directorial style, it's writing style, acting style. There's so many components. There's so many things that need to come together yeah. to make a great film. Mm-hmm. So many things. And it's the same thing with like a tabletop game, I'd imagine. It's just like, there's a lot of components, especially when there's other people involved. Like what's the... um vampire the masquerade or something like that isn't that's that a tabletop yeah like that started out like is what that a video game now too though? well it became yep. a video game right but yep. it started out as this tabletop and then it got really big for whatever reason just because it was people like living their lives out as vampires right sure well i mean not really but what? sure <laughs> don't look at me <laughs> and be like sure i mean i am not okay, okay. so condescendingly <laughs> too like what i mean you know george okay. r r martin i mean if you're a fucking idiot sure jesus no it's um i am real dumb most of the time it's yeah, shocking. I mean, it's it's, it's basically it's a video game there. without a graphics engine. It's just you're using your imagination, and yeah. there's limitless dialogue and infinite the best choices. Graphics engine, right? Your imagination. So wait, is but the component is because they just came out with a new the one. It was like involving werewolves, apparently. Yeah. Um, the game was not well received, and I looked up on it, and like none of the vampire like the none of those games were really well received like they all were it's, like it's middling cult scores, followers yeah. but it was They're a not, huge following it's not like D D D is the titan in the uh in the industry yeah and then from there you have um you have you have some other people who came along uh the those that the the whole line with like vampire and werewolf and all that it's all the world of darkness by mm-hmm. white wolf Okay, yeah, yeah. And they had mentioned that name. I was like, what the fuck is this White Wolf? White Wolf's shit? like the parent company, like Wizards of, of the course, Coast. Of course, fucking white, you know. Fucking people. Fucking white Wolves, man. <laughs> That's the problem here. Jesus Christ. You're um, welcome. So, yeah. So, yeah, Wiz- Wizards of the Coast, and they're like the parent company for doing Dungeons & Dragons stuff. And then you have White Wolf, and they're the parent company for doing all the World of Darkness. So they're like the two big ones in the industry. You know, I find, I think it's very interesting where like some things translate well and some things don't. Like obviously, the world of tabletop, you know, vampires, werewolves, those things translate really well. Like people want to inhabit those lives. Whereas like Underworld was fine. The uh-huh. movie's kind of trash. Twilight was uh, garbage. Like, well, like I respect it for the fact that it appealed to a specific audience, and they fucking nailed that audience. Like yeah. this is my this is my point, guys. Like I don't look at things being good or bad anymore. Mm-hmm. It's marketable or not. Not even only that. It's just if I like a movie, if I like something, it's I understand that that is my sensibility. Right. It's not necessarily your sensibility or your sensibility or my wife's sensibility or whoever else's. There is a market for this type of stuff. People mm-hmm. like that shit. Cool. 
let, yeah. it, yep. let it live. There's no point in me getting all up in arms about it. For me, it becomes the question of why did it do so well? I mean, we all know why Twilight did so well is because it, it, it touched a certain fan group. Marketing. And I find it fascinating that the director of 30 Days of Night, which is one of my favorite vampire films it's because film, it's yeah. so violent and visceral and just the comic like, books even better. I've heard the comic books great. The it's graphic fucking novel, awesome. Yeah. The way they describe like the vampires, is like, they're great white sharks. Like their pupils become dark black. Like they just feed. And I was yeah. like, that's a great fucking description. And it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, then David Slade, the guy who directed it, went on to do like a fucking Twilight movie. I think it was for full, him, full Moon or whatever it was where there's some shit that going on like i think it was the most violent of the group but it's just crazy like how some of these and then he went on to do um hannibal which is one of my favorite tv shows and that was a criminally underrated show when it came out it's just uh it's just the the process to get to the higher levels right but that's still kind of down to you know it kind of ties in because like you know he went to a franchise twilight did super well uh-huh and then Made hannibal a shit ton of money probably shit ton of money hannibal Everyone knows Clarice. Everyone knows Hannibal Lecter. The show was brilliantly acted. I think the directing and stylization was ahead of its time. And it only got three seasons because people didn't watch it. And nowadays people are like, this was a fucking, like, it's marketing. nuts to me. It's all about marketing. I marketing. fucking hate that you're right. He said it like four times in just the podcast. truth. Man. It's literally the truth. And he's just, he's sitting here like Yoda. Like, he just knows it. Mm, and marketing we must have. Slap them cheeks, Yoda did. Oh, um, my God. <laughs> Oh, I love that screen junkies. Oh, it was great. That was a hilarious screen junkies line. Um, but yeah, I just think it's fascinating. Like, well, some things like, you know, in tabletop where the werewolf vampire mythology translates super well. And then sometimes it really doesn't. And when you see it, like, it's just, yeah. it's an interesting comparison and contrast. I think it's a lot tougher to do. Um, I'm going to get crucified by some of the people that I know about this, but uh, I think it's a lot tougher to make a good movie than to make a good tabletop campaign. Ooh. Um, okay. Because when you're making a good tabletop campaign, you have one driving goal and that's to have fun and whatever happens happens. And most of the time you have help in that. Like, yeah, you have to do a lot of prep. You have to make sure that you take into account many variables. Um, if you're not built for it, it might be a struggle, but ultimately when you have the um, the job of telling a story and you have like one go, two hours, three hours, and it has to be right from beginning to end, that's a lot harder. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know? I mean, I think there's more components for like the film and TV industry, whereas, you know, tabletop, but still, like, you still need to build things. Like, it's, it's, it's a weird... I don't know how many times I'm going to stutter on the word, to be honest. You have emergent storytelling that happens with tabletop stuff, though. Right. So, like, I might say, I've got my bad guy who's doing his thing in the background that you guys may not even necessarily be interacting with. But right now, this thing that's in front of you is, you know, presenting itself. And then you guys tell me what you do with it. And in that way, you influence the story. Now, maybe that guy knows somebody who knows the big bad guy. Or maybe he knows another hero who's going to help you out and give you a leg up on your journey, you know, based on what you do. Yeah. But I don't have to write that stuff in. I just have to be ready for it if it happens. See, this is where it's like, where is like, is there a middle ground between these two worlds is my question. Like, I don't know what that may be. 
Like, I think it's fascinating. Like, the choose your own adventure shit, I do not like. Like, the, the Bandersnatch That's <laughs> bullshit on Netflix. Some people loved it, though. Choose, uh, yeah. your, choose your own adventure is, like, yeah. the opposite extreme, where instead of trying to tell one story, you have to tell 300 stories, mm-hmm. depending on how deep you want it to get. Yeah. And have them all present the whole time, and then let people navigate through it that way. Yeah. Whereas the tabletop, you write maybe half a story. Interesting. And then the other people bring in their half. So y'all fucking lazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm kidding. No. Obviously, no, I have a, massive it, respect yeah. for everybody. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, you could always try. No, like, bro. Like, here's By the, the way, no, I fully plan on bringing you guys to a table one day and letting you try it. Jesus like, fucking Christ. As how players. many times are you going to say that? I know you're yeah, going to I can mark down how many times. I've Where's told you fucking, several times. It's probably the, the first time I've invited second him. Second time, motherfucker. You talked about this second in the last time? podcast. I made a joke about it's going to be a jerk-off session because it's what it feels like because you keep bringing promises. Okay. Straight All up, right. Dude. All right, I'll set up a one shot for you guys. Okay, see, okay. that's what it was. Is a one shot. I was like, one shot, fucking facial, one shot, nut shot. <laughs> set it up. Sean. One shot, nut shot. Can you please call it that from now on? Like, just call. Sean needs a t-shirt. One shot, nut shot. There you oh go. my god, that's, that's he would the... draw something gorgeous, <laughs> like horrifyingly amazing. gorgeous. Just draw some. Never mind. So, anyways. Oh, you coward! How dare you? Um, You're gonna approach me and then retract? No, because I know you misspoke. You meant David. Oh fuck yeah, I did. Yeah, that's why. David, I went, see, oh, this is what happens. You're not here, David. I misspeak, and I sound like he's a actually talking turd. to you this whole time, David. <sighs> it's just because he misses you. I know. I mean, I really miss him. But like, this is one of those moments where, like, I realize just sometimes, like, I'm really fucking stupid. Like, it's a moment. Yes, you are. No, absolutely. No. Oh my god, it happens so many times. I'm just kidding. I'm no, like in the last thing. podcast, I looked at your phone and like it's like, oh, David's calling. I was like, wait, he's on the fucking phone. <laughs> you got to learn to be present, Matt. That's hard. You got to learn to be present, buddy. Yeah, well, I'm a gift to all of you, so kiss my ass. I am the present. Is basically there it what is. You're saying. There it is. I am. Well, guys, I will tell you this. It's about that time, and we're going to give presents to everybody else right now by uh, ending this podcast. All right? We appreciate right. y'all. Gentlemen, always happy to see you guys. Mm. Hopefully you guys. Pointing like, at each other. For we're we're touching tips here in a we're second. Every, don't worry, y'all. Don't cross Sword the fighting. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Until next time. We out. Later. Deuce.